Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad and Hoffman. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast. Matt and Brad here, always pumped to hang out with you and... Uh, If you've been around for a long time listening to the Pure Victory Podcast, we so appreciate you being part of our mission, part of our tribe here. And if you're new, welcome. And we're happy to have you. We're pumped that you're around. And uh, feel free to to spread the word. Feel free to, if you're on an app, you can always um, leave a review, a ranking, and that always helps uh, in the search engine. It helps when somebody's looking for a podcast on this topic, it helps it come up. So we'd really, really appreciate any reviews that you'd be willing to give from the bottom of your heart so thanks for being here today and today we're going to talk about a topic that man not a lot of people like talking about i mean it's getting a lot of attention lately but it's not something that we we get pumped about but it's something that's super important i think to talk about is like Mm -hmm. what happens when christians fail what happens when christian leaders fail what happens when people like ravi zacharias who's a world renowned well-respected christian leader loved by almost everybody not everybody but almost everybody and ministry globally for 40 plus years whatever and then he has this big moral failure what do we do with that it's a tough one hey like ravi was one of those guys that i just so appreciated and you know i appreciated the things he has said i really do but it's tough you know like it's a guy that you you kind of look up to a little bit and you feel uh, maybe a kinship to him or you feel connected to him because you know you've watched maybe his videos or read some of his books and you just really appreciate it and some of you out there Maybe you came to faith because of one of his, you know, programs or, or ministry initiatives, whatever. And we find out that 
behind closed doors, there's some dirt, <laughs> there's some bad stuff there. And it wrecks our view of not only sometimes that leader, like we have this understanding that, you know, these people on a pedestal sometimes are, you know, they're, they're held to a certain standard, but it hurts it, it. And especially when they, they fall and they fail. But then sometimes what happens too, is it can really affect our faith too, because they're like, well, if this is what's happening, you know, Jesus are, what's going on here, right? And, and uh, so we wanted to address this because we we understand that some of you out there are hurting when you hear these this news, as we are, we're hurting too. But we need to know how to frame this properly and have perspective because this does happen when we're dealing with humans and we're dealing with just real people. There is struggle and, and pain and, and hurt and failure often in, in our lives. And some people don't deal with that stuff. And then it comes out in really destructive ways. And we hear about it. You know, there's so many people that have had this moral failure occur, and especially in sexual ways. And it was behind closed doors, never dealt with. And eventually it just comes out. It hurts us too. So we want to talk about it, even though it's this ugly elephant in the room but we think we need to address it. Yeah, and it's it's important to address, I think, because one thing that it does practically is it gives people or it takes away hope from people. Like, so, for example, when if you're listening and you're struggling with pornography and then you think, man, like, I'm trying to get free, but Ravi Zacharias, this big leader in the Christian world, he, like, he had this thing. Yeah, he had yeah. this addiction that was even worse than mine and uh, and he never got free and he has all this knowledge and impact and this supposed relationship with Jesus. We don't know what that was, what maybe it was genuine, maybe not, but then it gives people that are struggling this, this, the common man, the regular, the everyday man, right. It gives us this understanding or this feeling like, can I ever get free? But it also then comes up in homes where struggled with pornography in the Mm -hmm. past and then Mm -hmm. he's free of it. And then the wife is like, Hey, are you actually free of it? Right? Like the wife is like, if Ravi hid this for so long, how do I know that you're not hiding it? Yeah. And so then great. that can cause PTSD to come or trauma to come up in a, in the, in the home with the wife too. And all of this stuff is understandable. It, yeah. It's not like people are bad people for thinking this way. It's all understandable. And it's just the damage and the harms that are done when, mm-hmm. when somebody like Ravi hides this and then it comes out. Yeah, that's right. And one of the things and goals for us always as a, a Christ follower is that we're growing and maturing in our faith. And the why, why I bring that up is because often when we we put these people on a pedestal and we we start to view them almost as on par with with God right we we equate that them to God whether we know it or not and then when they fall we that that wrecks our faith a mature faith we have an understanding that each one of us each one of us without God you know left to our own devices is capable of anything <laughs> really and so we need Jesus and so a mature faith puts our faith fully in Jesus. And that doesn't mean that we don't look up to people, but we do not put them on a pedestal and on par with him. There is only one Jesus. And he's the, the author of our salvation, the savior without sin. He is the one who transforms us. He's the one who, who works in our lives. And if we let him, and so we can't put people on that, that level. We can't because then something like this happens and we're, we're at a loss where we're kind of left out in the wilderness of, of our journey of faith and we don't know how to come back. So that's why a mature faith fully puts our trust in Jesus alone. Yeah. It's a crazy thing eh, that, that God doesn't hide anything in the Bible. Like he's, I mean, obviously there's probably sins that people committed that aren't in there because you can't list a thousand things or a million things from each person, but yeah. the, like the biggest sins 
of like Christian heroes of the faith in the Bible, God just wrote them in there. Yeah, they're all there for us to see, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And we just think like, this is so damaging. Like somebody like Ravi, somebody, uh, even other people uh, on that level, if there's that sin, like, let's keep it quiet. Let's, uh, you know, one thing that Ravi said to one of the women that he was sexually harassing was if this, if you ever expose me, you're going to like, this is going to be um, cause for a million souls or millions of souls to be lost because of the people that looked up to Ravi. And so that's a thought that we think, but then God is like, yeah, but I'm going to expose it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not up to just a person to expose it. Like it's more on God's heart to expose it than anything. Yeah. And he exposes what King David did and what Solomon did and Samson yeah. and all these people. And it's so opposite to what we think, but it's totally. the way that the Lord works. Yeah. He does expose us. And you know, the reason why he does that is because he does love us and this is for his glory. So, what I mean by for his glory is when when we choose to come into the light, to step into the light, we have this pain, this hurt, this darkness that sometimes has been caused by our past, by things that have happened to us, things that have done been done to us or things that we have done. And it's there. And God wants to deal with that. But the only way that he deals with that is he doesn't twist our arm. He asks us to step and expose ourselves in the light. That doesn't mean that we're um, there for the whole world to see and he shames us. It's more about that light touches the areas of darkness in our life and heals us as we allow him to do that in our life, um, as we, uh, we come to him. But this is a choice that we have to make. And the temptation is very real, very present to try to hide. Why? Well, because it's really uncomfortable to come into the light. You're exposed and God's showing these things in your heart and your life that you need to ask for forgiveness for. Maybe you need to go to others to ask for forgiveness for. Maybe that you need to step down from whatever you're doing because it's going to be damaging to people. And a lot of leaders, when faced with that choice, they choose to keep it hidden because they feel like their reputation is too big. They don't want to lose the platform that they've worked so hard for. And they just feel like they're too big to fail. In the case of Ravi Zacharias, we we believe that that's kind of what was going on here because he hid. He worked really hard to silence these women that he had sexually wronged. But look how damaging it is to the people involved. And even that, the work that he put in for years just has this asterisk behind it, it seems, in our minds, right? Because, you know, he was living this sinful life. And, And that's what it does, whether it's true or not, in the sense of, you know, God still used everything Ravi said, for sure. But the man behind it, well, he's just, he's a fallen man. And he worked hard to keep that hidden from everybody. I mean, I think every leader has that temptation if there's a dark side to their life. But stepping into the light in partnership with God is so much better. And in case of Ravi, it's heartbreaking because that's not what happened. And if you want to know more about this situation, um, go to Christianity Today to read the article on it. Great article on what happened. We're not going to dissect it too, too much. We'll, we'll allude to it, but go read that if you want to know more. But a guy like that, I mean, anybody in, in leadership or, or anything like this, we do want to talk about, you know, some of these aspects of why this can happen to leaders. For all, each one of us, we know this. We'll put our hand up to the fact that we have stuff in our life, in our past, that maybe we don't realize, but it drives us. You know, I know for myself, I have a desire, uh, one of the things that I've, I've had to come to terms with, I had a desire for affirmation because I faced rejection growing up. I faced rejection. For those of you who don't know my story, came from a single parent home, so I felt the rejection of, of not knowing my, my biological dad. Whether I knew it then or not, I had that. And then I remember there was one time that 
that I've had to come to terms with and deal with. We're going to a hockey store here. (laughs) (laughs) And um, uh, so I was playing, I'm on this team and my coach was one of those guys that was, you know, really rough around the edges, like kicking cans over, throwing sticks. If you didn't have a good game, okay, he was that kind of guy. The typical hockey guy. (laughs) Yeah, typical. (laughs) But anyway, I had a really stinker of a game, really bad game. It's um, rare for you to have a bad game. You're used to lighten it up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. But anyways, I did. And uh, I had a bad game. And the coach came in the dressing room. And for a, probably a good five, six-minute rant, he went off on me in front of the whole team. You know, as a young kid at that age, you're still a kid. A man did it hurt. And you felt so embarrassed and so shamed by that moment. And I didn't say a word. And it hurt. And that brought back those feelings of rejection that I felt growing up too. And so one of the dark areas of my life that I've had to deal with is this need for affirmation of, you know, trying to, to put a, a bandaid over that wound, right? So I would look for ways to get affirmation. And that's why I think that I did really good at sports because if it's much better to have people praising you for what you can do on the ice or on the court or wherever else than saying, you know, what's wrong with you or you're no good, right? You'd much rather have them say good things about you. So that's why I, I think I really did a lot with sports in that way and, and, and really tried to achieve um, what I did that way. And as a leader moving forward, I understand I have this dark side and I have to deal with it. I have to allow God to deal with it in the light. I have to bring it forward. So I'm using my life right now as an example of, of something that I, I've struggled with immensely. For other leaders, like a guy like Ravi, he's no different. He had stuff like that too. And again, I don't want to put anything on him because we don't know him. We don't know his full story. But obviously there was a dark component to his life and it came out in destructive, destructive ways. Yeah, it's a great point. And what what I want us to know and what everyone listening, I want you to know is that if you're if you're thinking, man, like, Ravi never got free. Am I ever going to get free? Or my husband says he's free, but Ravi said he was free. And, he, and so how can I trust? The thing is, is that it seemed like this guy was planning things. It seemed like he was covering up. There was a pattern of deceit and of appearing in a certain way. And even those close to him now in his, in his ministry or board or those in his life, like, man, there, was a, there were things like red flags that we didn't address because we so were enamored with him and that we because we were we looked up to him and he was the boss and so there were red flags there's not ever just one red flag like it, when someone's living in deep sin it's not like the whole rest of their life is perfect so if you're a person who is aware of this dark side that's brad that braden is talking about and you're constantly bringing it to light you're constantly growing you're constantly living in fellowship with one another like it says in scripture this is the wisdom that it can enable you to have this hope like, okay, I'm doing the right things. I'm living in the grace mm-hmm. and the strength of God with humility, moving towards a life of freedom. And so as a wife, even if you're listening and, and you, you have these thoughts, if your husband is building your trust, if he's doing the right things, if he's got guys in his, in his life that he's got relationship with and, and, he, and you see him growing and you see him just kind of broken by his brokenness and not trying to put on this good face and this good front, then you can have hope. You can be encouraged that he's not just going to be a person who hides forever. Mm-hmm. When you look at this life of Ravi, he was incredible. I loved his teachings. I, I still love his teachings. I mean, the things that he would teach, we can all learn from, yeah. but we can learn from the from the failure too. And that's what God does is he redeems it, like Brad and saying. So everything in the darkness, he exposes 
And then he, but he doesn't just leave it exposed. He exposes it and then he turns it into light. It says it's in Ephesians five that what's dark, what's in the dark has to be exposed. Then it becomes visible. Then it becomes light. And because God is light. And so when he shines on darkness, then all of a sudden that you can see the power of God working in your life. And so you can be encouraged by that. When you look at like, what's the inner workings here that led to this big fall, mm-hmm. there were red flags that led to it. So if you're on guard and you're guarding your heart and your life, then you don't have to be scared that it's going to be this huge thing that you fall into yeah. um, later on in life. Yeah. And you start early because the darkness, um, if there's a dark component to, you know, your life and we know we all have it. What we mean by that is hidden hurt, pain, um, behavior that we, we try to mask over and hide that in pride, we try to deny, <laughs> no, it's not a big deal or whatever else, but darkness when left to its own devices just gets darker. It doesn't get lighter. Yeah. And when we hide it, when we try to put it, shove it into a closet or, or put it in, a, in behind closed doors so no one else sees, what happens is we become more and more prideful, more and more in denial. We, we just, the problem festers and get wor- gets worse and worse and worse, right? Kind of like gangrene, right? Like if you leave it to its, it to its own, it will spread and get worse and worse to eventually where you will see it in, in your life in such a, a destructive way. So if you have any hiddenness in your life, any darkness that you haven't come to terms with and given to God, and when we say give to God, you, you confess that you have that, you, you talk to somebody about it. You allow God to work in that. You pray about it. You you deal with it on that level. So if you come to God on that level, then you're going to set yourself up in a much better position than if you just in pride leave it hidden because you will be exposed at some point. It's a guarantee, right? Like yeah. there's that scripture in the, you know, what was said in, in quiet will be yelled from the rooftops, right? <laughs> like yeah. at some point we will be exposed. So isn't it much better, better to be exposed early on? And I'm not saying again that you're, placed in front of a tribunal and, and, you know, shouted at or shamed. I'm saying a loving God that will um, work in you will wants to just shine light on these areas in healing. And he wants to use those areas, which is a crazy thing that I've come to terms with too. Like my desire for affirmation, God's used and turned it in a healthy way. You know, I look to him for that affirmation, but if we don't turn to him, it will be so destructive, right? Like we see the wreckage of, of all the situation with Ravi and it's, it's a mess. Yeah, it is a total mess. And in thinking about it, I was realizing that he's the big name and he's the person that in all the, the articles and there's millions and millions of people that around the world that know his name. And so his name was the big focus, but then you start hearing from the victims and hearing about that. And, and God's love for Ravi is the same as God's love for each one of the victims. Mm-hmm. And so, it had to be exposed to give to vindicate their voice and to give them justice and to give them the dignity that God wants them to have. And so God has such a heart for other people. And so we don't we don't think about that when when we're in sin. We just think we want to hide. We don't want to mm-hmm. be exposed. But man, oh man, what can God do with brokenness? Like what like Brad and saying. And so can you imagine like if you're broken and then you you're like. I got this sin. I got the struggle. It's been years and years and years. And then you come, you're like, man, I'm just going to expose it. Yep. I know it will be exposed in time. It's better if we expose ourselves rather than having God do it. Yep. And so if we just come to terms with like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then you do it. Then you start to see, you know, reconciliation. Sometimes you, you bring healing to other people who maybe your sin is affected, depending on what it is. You bring healing to them. If you're able to apologize and seek forgiveness, other people will feel like they're heard, like they're not nothing. 
there's so many different components to it. And so we don't have to know all of the benefits to sin being exposed, but we just know God's character is what it is for a good reason. And that reason is more good. <laughs> it's better than we yeah. know. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was realizing that God, his heart was so broken for these people who were affected and who were then silenced and then shamed because they were just trying to get their voices heard for the damage that was done to them. And, and, God cares so much about each little part of the story. He cared about the pain that, that caused these issues. And, and that's the thing I think we can learn is that, you know, a leader who's a, a kind of on that, that progression of denial and shame, at whatever point, you know, God wants to meet you at any point, really. And if you open yourself up, you think that this is something that's so bad and, and evil and whatever else that God can never accept you. And that's often why we we hide. Another thing too is if, we're moving forward in life. If you're a business leader, if you have a family, if, if you have a, a ministry or a leader in that ministry, you feel like you have so much to lose. But really, none of it is ours. You know, God wants to work in our lives in such a deep way that he is glorified. And you think in your mind, if you manage it, that you're better than God can be in this. You know, and so you think, hey, well, I'm not going to expose what's going on behind closed doors. I'm not going to do that um, because I think I can manage this better than God. That's really what we think. But you know what? Whatever mess is going on, it's going to be tough. It will be hard for sure. We're not saying that if there's things you need to expose, but it is so much better to do it in partnership with God than resisting him and going against him. (laughs) Yeah. I I really think so. And I, I think that, you know, when we're exposed in these other ways, though, the damage is way worse than if we actually had come to God on bended knees saying, God, I need help. Uh, it would be way different. And no, it's still painful, but the pain is is way different. I mean, I know with Kristen, my, my wife, I came to her and told her about my battle with porn. She didn't expose me or what, I wasn't exposed where she discovered this on, on a computer. Um, I had to make the choice to come to her. Was it painful? You bet it was painful. But man, was it better than if she found images on the computer or years and years have gone by and it comes out in some way, right? Yeah. And like, it was way better, painful, but way better. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, of the heaviness that Ravi must have felt in his heart, knowing what he would do and then going on stages. Like when I see videos or pictures of him now on stage, I'm like, man, like he knew he was hiding this huge thing negatively affecting all these people cheating on his wife like and mm-hmm. he knew he was doing that and the heaviness like it's not a judgment it's like a compassion like i feel so sorry for that for him in the sense of like how much weight did he have that he just felt bogged down and scared and terrified of being exposed and he went to great lengths to hide all of this stuff and he had to use his high level of intellect to to find ways around being caught and the amount of time put into that just to hide like what would that have done to his soul? I just feel, feel that like, I feel sorry for him that he felt like he was trapped and that he didn't make those wise decisions to come forward. Cause he would have just felt so heavy oh, and man. brutal. And so I think there's a difference between being in sin. Cause people, some people are like, well, we, we all sin, yeah. right? We can't judge him. We're not judging negatively, but we look at the situation and go, okay, what's the difference? And the difference we think we don't know for sure. Like you're saying, but is he? It was an unrepentant sin that he didn't repent of. He never made it right with those who were affected by it. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe he, he told his wife. Maybe he didn't know her kids. We don't know. But 
he was, he, it didn't seem like he was repentant of it and seeking change. It seems like he was trying to cover up. So yeah, we'll all sin, but are we repentant of it? And are we yeah. seeking growth and seeking freedom and change and having boundaries and, and connections in our life to help us? Or are we a, a lone ranger trying to just cover up and, and get to the end of our life without being exposed, which is so sad yeah. that he passed away and then it got exposed and he was never able to make it right. Like, I don't know what's better. <laughs> ne- neither way is good. No, no. And it's so funny because it just compounds and compounds, right? It gets worse and worse and worse. Uh, you think that you can hide this and, and you become something you never thought you would. You know, when, when you hide sin or hide something, you become a completely different person. Yeah. Like it infects you and poisons you to the point where you're doing things you would never imagine yourself doing. Like we, we've talked about David on other podcasts, but he killed a guy. <laughs> This is a guy that was described as being a man after God's own heart. And so this is a guy who actually killed somebody because of the allowing this stuff to fester to the point where, you know, he became someone completely different, you know, not that some, not a man that God was calling him to be. And that can happen to each one of us. We are no better. And then all these other leaders that, that have fallen, that's what happened to them too. You know, they're, they're no different in the sense that if we hide stuff, eventually we become a version of ourselves that we never intended to happen and we didn't want to be, but you go so far down that path, you have to keep compounding the lie. You have to keep compounding the behavior to hide and it just gets worse and worse. So you think that managing something will make it better. It doesn't. And so that's a lesson we can learn from, from a guy like Ravi, right? Like we see it right here and there about how the situation got so bad. What if we, what if we took a time machine and went 30 years prior when Ravi was maybe struggling with some of these things, he could have dealt with this then instead of going to the point where it is now. And I know we don't want to play in, into the, the what if game, right? Because that doesn't really help us in life. But maybe we can learn some lessons too of, for us. of Right now, where you are, you have choices. And um, we can make those choices to step into the light for sure. So make, make those decisions now. Set your mind to do that now. And then in regards to how we view other people, other leaders... Again, well, Matt was saying we don't we don't judge them. We don't know everything that's going on, but can't we learn a little bit from this? Yeah. Right? Can't we can we see this and say, hey, these are just people, and like me, they struggle. They have stuff in their life, hurt and pain. Like me, we're we're in the same kind of position. But there's a God who loves me. There's a there's a Jesus that I can put my full faith and trust in. I don't have to put it in myself. I don't have to put it in anybody else except Him. Isn't that beautiful that we have Jesus? I just love it. Like everyone's broken. Everyone, everyone struggles. Everyone has a dark side. Like you're talking about whether that dark side is exposed or not, but we're all imperfect And Jesus. Imagine if we didn't have Christ. Imagine if we didn't have Jesus. Where we'd be. (laughs) Oh man. But it's so amazing. He's the anchor and, and, and we have him to take care of us and to guide us. And he's got so much grace for us. And so I want to encourage you guys that if you're going, man, he's this big, Christian guy struggled. Will I ever break free? What he did was not in line with scripture in the sense that he covered up and he went to great lengths to cover up. If you're allowing the grace of God to come into your life, we will never be perfect. We'll be, we'll be fully as we're made to be when we're finally in the presence of God. But God does want us to be continually growing and getting things out. And so if you're allowing the grace of God to come, if you're doing what scripture says to do, if you're learning how to rejoice and pray and have people come into your life and live humbly, not living in sin, in justified sin, going, I need to cover this up because of this. 
if you're living in the way that that scripture says to you and that the Lord is directing you, you're being spirit led in that, man, the grace of God is going to come. He's going to set you free from whatever habitual sin there is. And so mm-hmm. we want to encourage you. It wasn't a sense of, man, the grace of God isn't big enough to set Ravi free. It was that he, like so many of us, was resistant to doing what yeah. the Lord was wanting him to do. And so right, right. Um, be encouraged by that. And one, one thing too, I'll add to that is, um, you know, in a situation like this, I think we have some pain. I know I had pain when I first heard about this, but I'm going to throw something at you here. Let's have some joy. And the reason why I say that is because no matter the man, no matter the woman, we all are the same, no matter how good of a speaker you are, no matter whatever else, we are the same in the sense of we are in desperate need of a savior. No one is better or worse in that regard. We are all on the same level of needing a savior. And we can look to Jesus fully and trust him fully. He is the one that can be our model and the one that we look to. Because when we look around, you know, you, you see someone on screen um, preaching a great sermon or a great speaker. Maybe they're really funny. Maybe they're really talented at what they do. We think that they're other. We think that somehow they're they're better. Yeah. And, and we place our faith in these people. And you have to understand something. Yes, there's talented people out there. There's really amazing people out there. And that's the work of God too in, in giving these skills. But we can never place them above ourselves in the sense of understanding we are on the same level of needing Jesus. They're no different than us on that regard, no matter whether they have a platform or not. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's where I say you can have joy. Like we have joy knowing that you know, we don't have to match up to other people. We don't have to look to them. We can look to our Lord and Savior. And that's that's where we can have joy. And that's, I think, a better way of framing this too. Even though it hurts to see people fall, we can have a joy because it, it really shows us how much we are in need. We all are in need of a Savior. Oh, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I always say God is an eternal optimist. I think he's got a positive perspective on, on everything. I think he, he'll redeem everything. And I think part of that is going like, man... There's not nowhere good in the world that we can turn to that's like this is this is what it is. It's heaven is our hope. Jesus is our hope. It's funny. I met a guy from Turkey today, and I said, "So why why'd you come to Canada? Was it like I'm like it's not the most corrupt country in the world over there? Like what what was going on?" And he's like, "Hey, nowhere is good in the world." <laughs> <laughs> he's got a point. Right? Yeah. I was just kind of laughed. Well, that's so true. Heaven is the only good place. Jesus is the only good person that we can look to as a perfect example. Yeah. And so one last thing I just want to say is that a lesson that we can take from this is make sure that the Lord is Lord of your heart, not just of your head. We can intellectually understand things, but man, he wants our heart. In Hebrews 6, there's this this set of verses where it's talking about the elementary doctrines of faith and it's like raising the dead and all the baptisms and all these things that are like so highly intellectual. Like these are the elementary things of faith. Like what? That doesn't make any sense. And then a few verses later, it says, but I want you to turn or like move on from these things to grow in your salvation. And then if you're looking at 1 Peter 2, it talks about wanting him wanting us to turn from envy and turn from malice and turn from bitterness and turn from all these negative character attributes. And then it says, for by doing this, you'll grow in your salvation. So it says to move on from an intellectual, or even from the peak of intellectualism, to grow in your salvation. And to grow in your salvation then says you're, it's evidenced by turning from negative character attributes. Don't just make Christianity something in your head. And this is something that God has been speaking to me about 
is that I teach a lot. I'm like, I'm just, <laughs> so we do so much yep. teaching. Brad and I, there's like Facebook lives, there's videos, there's podcasts, there's write-ups, there's things for our ministries, for different ministries. There's so much output and, and it's, it can come from our head. And God is just speaking to me clearly, constantly being like, make sure it's in your heart. Make sure you're, what you're teaching, you're applying, make sure you're feeling it in your heart and let my grace be real and my presence be real in your heart too. So I encourage that for you guys. Don't just listen to this. And this is another thing for me is when I hear a sermon or a message and I go, oh, I've heard this a hundred times. I'm I'm trying to be more and more careful. Like, okay, but what can I take from it now? How can I apply to my heart right now? Because some things we do need to hear over and over. So if you're hearing this going, yeah, this is true. Let, let something in your mind sink into your heart and let God work in your heart to not just seek out to understand something because clearly there was a man who understood a lot of Christianity uh, and how to communicate it in the best defenses of Christianity but we don't know the depth of what he allowed God to do in his heart Hmm. that's uh, such a great point we can have such head knowledge and wisdom but if it isn't affecting our whole being what good is it right I'd much rather have a deep intimacy with Jesus than being able to describe the mysteries of the universe. I think that'd be, that, that's way more powerful. So that's a message we leave to you. You can experience that with God. We, we believe that for you. We, we trust that the God that, that loves you and the lover of your soul is pursuing you and with you, walking with you wherever you're at. So bless you today. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us today. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.